What's your price to eat everything with sauce for one year? Or to live out the next 10 years of your life as a werewolf? Or how much would you pay to be able to fully communicate and understand animals for one hour? Let's find out. Howdy out, da 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 pout. It's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and pop that pimple when you got a cute dimple. We're your hosts, Aaron Rubin Corny and Lindsay Hicks. And guess what? You're stuck with us. No guests today, but maybe it's you. I'm excited. I like this. What are you wearing? You look like a real man. Ooh. Maybe it's the hat. Ooh, I feel like a studly stan. You're just a real manly. Oh, I'm wearing a backwards baseball cap. That's what's really, you look like a director that like went to get coffee and you're like picking up coffee for like, you know, the other actor and everyone's just like, look at that regular guy. And then he walks away and everyone's like, no, dude. That's the director of the thing. And then the other guy's like, holy shit, I love that thing. I should have gotten his autograph. And then he doesn't get it and he goes back to work. And then he thinks about it 10 years later when he's on the set because he got a job on your set and you look like that director. Well, I'm sorry, Lindsay, that I couldn't be who you raised me to be, but that's not who I am. Okay. I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster and I'm proud. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to our first episode with no guest. We're already crying. There's already been tears. <laughs> and we're already crying. I hope that someone cries before this is over. So this is special. We came in today with questions that no one's seen or heard. Before we start recording, we were talking about what kind of humdingers we got in store because mine's a real hummer. Mine's a real dinger. It is. I actually don't know if it is. I'm like, you said yours is a humdinger. And I'm like, now I'm like, is mine that good? Now I'm questioning it. I'm questioning everything no, no, no. about myself, about the world at large. Let's do this real fast. Before we dive into the questions, we've done, I'm not going to do the count, but I think we've done 800,000 episodes now so far. Yeah, if I had to guess. Yeah. I just love doing the show with you. I just, we haven't had a moment to stop and just like without a guest really talk about us. And I want to talk about our relationship, Lindsay. Do you? I do. Okay. I'll let you take the lead on that one. I want to talk about how much... I love doing this show with you and how excited I am. I thought I would be scared to do our first episode with no guest, but to be honest, I'm just, I am full of glitter. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like we were too, we were like the mommy and daddy and we were just raising these kids and now they went off to college and now we're just looking at each other. Like, I guess this is like, it's just you and me now. The work is done. Yeah, we we really did a good job. And although I would say the fire is a different flame, it still burns bright. It smolders. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. We're smoldering. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about before we get into it? I mean, we just have we get to be present with each other for a moment. Like, are you cold? I'm so cold. I have a candle. I keep putting my Are you yawning on air? The fuck is wrong with your you're yawning on air on a podcast? Sorry. <laughs> wow, you are at the top of your game. Sorry, I'm boring you already. How long into the episode are we? A few minutes? Jesus Christ. You didn't even take the courtesy to like look away from the mic or something. You wanted it on air. Like you needed people to hear the yawn. Can I ask how what the heat situation is in your apartment? Yeah. Um, I'm cold. Is it central? Is it central heat? Okay. Listen. 
I'm a thankfully living not far from the ocean. So I just had windows open today and it's been a cool breeze. Wow. Although I saw something today I've never seen before. So I, uh, the reason my windows were open were because I had some maintenance people come by because we had a water leak in our building. And I, they've never told me this before. I have a 100% moisture level in one of the walls due to a water drip. And the, the guy walked in and pushed his finger into the wall. I'm sorry, what? The water drip from above us in our in the other unit came through and the guy pushed his finger into the wall and it was like a surreal movie scene. It was like he could push his hand into the wall because the water had absorbed in the wood and they hadn't noticed it for so long. When he did it, did he look at you and go, you like that? I'm just going to push my finger through this wall and can you just uh, just feel your face while I do it? Give me a smile. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so that's why I'm cold is that I had the windows open because there's maintenance people coming by and there is COVID and I still care. Nice song. How about you? Why are you cold and how do you feel about being cold? Well, I hate it. I hate being cold more than anything. It's why I moved to Los Angeles because I couldn't stand the cold. But I have this like gas heater thing. Oh. And I guess it got dust in it over the summer. And now every time I turn it on, it smells like everything's going to burn down and it's really awful. And the fire alarm comes on and it's like, it's really awful. I love that smell. Now I just have space heaters going. But when we're recording, I can't have the space heaters going and it gets really cold in here. So I have a candle that I have putting my hands over like I'm a tiny little like a mouse goitz. Wait, do you have? Okay. I can't tell if that's racist, but I'll give you the go ahead. Like Fifle Goes West. Do you see that? It's a cinnamon cheers. That's a holiday ass candle. I don't like that you took like a, a Jewish uh, parallel for a mouse and then talked about holiday cheer candles. Like a very Jewish story next to a very Christmassy candle. Jewish people have holidays. Okay, but we don't celebrate Christmas with little red candles. I didn't say Christmas candle. You said holiday cheer, but I saw your goddamn candle and that's a fucking Christmas candle. It says... Look how holly jolly that thing is. Cinnamon cheers. Yeah, but it's red with the little embellishments on there. We we don't do that. We do dull reflective objects in Judaism. You do blue shiny Okay, listen, if you want to be reductive about my entire culture, go ahead. You're being reductive about my culture. You're being reductive about me being reductive about your culture. You know, I got a book about how to read Hebrew because I want to learn how to speak Hebrew, but you have to learn how to read it first. And that's a whole thing. I do know that. I'm, I'm looking forward to you slowly converting to Judaism throughout the duration of this series. Went to one bat mitzvah and now I'm just desperate to be a Jewish person. <laughs> You know, I've never heard anyone say that sentence, but I'm glad that I got to hear it. Speaking of hear it, do you want to hear my question or should I hear yours first? I want to hear yours first. All right. And before we do the question, right, reminder for anyone listening, the game is pretty simple. It's three questions. What's your price to do blank? And it's not just about what your price is, but what's the least amount you'd be willing to be paid to do it? Okay. Here's my question. Lindsington. Yes. Arrington. What's your price to eat everything with sauce? For one year. Okay. When I hear, when I hear that, my immediate reaction is I already have every, I'm a, I'm a little sauce ass bitch. You think I don't know that you are a saucy Sally? Oh, I'm a little saucerina. Oh, you are a rigatoni Randall. I literally, sometimes the only reason I eat food is because I want to have sauce. Oh, you're just a little pesto Paulette. I don't want sauce alone. 
Actually, I don't eat pesto because I am allergic to pine nuts. Oh my god! Wait, do you remember when you and I once went to that Italian restaurant and we we got calamari? Uh huh. And the waitress walked by and you asked her, <clears throat> "May I please have some red sauce?" And she turned to you like a gazelle turns to a lion, <laughs> and she looked at you like you just affronted her. And she said to you, <laughs> "We don't do that here. We only serve." our calamari with lemon wedges enjoy do you remember that oh my god where were we yes we were in west hollywood at an italian restaurant and i had just been through a terrible breakup and all i wanted was calamari with red sauce yep and she said we eat it with lemon wedges here (gasps) ma'am i nearly do you remember that i'm not a violent person but i almost hit her i rarely hear you talk in horrible slurs and i loved every (laughs) minute of that evening and hearing you talk that way but wait Okay, so yeah, you. Lo- I just wanted to bring that up because our listeners need to understand. Lindsay loves a sauce, and so do I. I love a sauce. So to eat everything with a sauce, though. I'm trying to think if there's if there's a food that I don't want a sauce with. If you and I were hanging out and I said, hey, I want some grapes, and you said, yeah, but I'll need some Alfredo sauce in them. Ew, I wouldn't have it with Alfredo. Let me ask you this. This is an important question. Does peanut butter count as sauce? <sighs> Well, we've been skirting the topic for long enough. I think it's time we talk about it. <laughs> I think it does. I think peanut butter counts as sauce. I think it's a sauce. It's like if, if peanut butter is not a sauce, how's applesauce a sauce? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wow, this is a good one. Listeners, write, write to us. Comment on social media. Let us know. Is peanut butter a sauce? This is a question we didn't know we needed answered. But I think it's the same as the hot dog bun. It, like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Like, it feels like it's in that realm. Hot dog is a sandwich. Peanut butter is a sauce, but you're right. A grape. What what kind of sauce am I going to have have a grape with? <gasps> grape sauce. So if you're going to have a grape, you get sauced grape on the side. Isn't that just jelly? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you like a so a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? The reason I'm laughing is it's just a sauce sandwich. Yeah, it's just a. Sandwich. Would you like a? <laughs> Sandwich of our thickest sauces. Would you like a grape sauce with peanut sauce sandwich? But then if you get Thai food and you get peanut sauce, that's different than peanut butter. No, it's just a different version of a peanut butter sauce because that has a bunch of other stuff and it has like sesame oil in it and all these other things in it to make it a Thai peanut sauce. You know what I'm saying? So... I guess I know what you're saying. So the whole idea of like eating everything with sauce, I think it gets weird when it goes on to like foods that really shouldn't have it. Like if you are. What food shouldn't have a sauce? I'm struggling to come up with any because I was about to say like some garlic bread, but you throw some 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 red sauce on that motherfucker. You're ready for dinner. It's basically pizza. No, it's not. Bread with marinara sauce on it. Fine. All right. I'll concede. I have no ground to stand on. You were right. I've thought about this for a long time. I also was briefly a pizza chef, and I really know the things that put together a pizza. What? Yeah. My first job when I was 16, I was a pizza chef. I was literally tossing the dough. I was doing the, I was like, I was a real pizza chef. Hold on. You were a dough tosser? I was a little dough ho. <laughs> so, uh, as a former dough ho, um, <laughs> What was your favorite what was your favorite pizza to make? I didn't have a favorite, but I did have a least favorite. The least favorite was Italian sausage because it was just in like an oozy container. You just had to like dip your hand into like raw sludge and like create little pieces of 
It was very, very gross to make the Italian sausage. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. Pizza. Yeah. Um, but also that job sucked and I did not like it. All I know is you and I need to start a restaurant called Doho in WeHo. <gasps> Doho WeHo. Yeah, I like that. Or NoHo. Doho in NoHo. North Hollywood for anyone not local listening. Okay. Foods that wouldn't go well with sauce. I can't think of one. Yeah. What is our price? Zero dollars. My price is zero dollars. I, I would literally really? pay to never to to never have to have a sauceless food ever again. Yeah. But like it's that what's your price to do it for every meal? So you'd have to go solve it. So like if you're let's say that tomorrow you invite me to a grilled cheese sandwich festival. OK, hold on. And we go to the grilled cheese uh, sandwich festival. In that case, tomato soup equals sauce. So I was going to say, is tomato soup a sauce? In in that scenario? Yeah, it is. And here's something else I thought about. Sometimes I like a little yogurt with a blueberry and maybe a walnut. The yogurt is sauce. It's just a fermented sauce. It's just sauce. I mean, there's yogurt sauce. What about drinks, though? So, like, let's say that you're having a name a drink. What's a drink you drink? A drink is not a sauce. I'm just sorry. A, just to answer the question. What drink do I drink is what you're asking me right now? Yeah, just name a drink. This is so water. easy. There I drink you go. Water. So I know I, I hear. So I don't know. I'm so mad at you about this. You're so mad, but I also am getting really amped because I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> okay, we're at the grilled cheese festival, and a French grilled cheese maker looks at you and says, "Hello, young lady. Here's a free bottle of water." And like you know, you you you're like, okay, I'll take it. Right? Because I figure that happens at festivals. Sure. In this situation, that's what's happening. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to think of something that's also creepy. So he gives you a bottle of water and you say to him, thank you, but I can't accept this free bottle of water without sauce. No, it's you said food. Never eat another food without sauce. You have to be able to hydrate as needed. No, I didn't. The question was, what's your price to eat everything with sauce for one year? Or do you eat water? Do you not eat water? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about an ice cube? What if you're at the grilled cheese festival walking around and the guy says to you, hello, lady. Oh, would you like a piece of ice? <laughs> he gives you a piece of ice and you say. I say, that's weird. I don't want your ice. And also the French Europeans in general are not really into ice. So. But you need the ice. It has been a hot day. You are dehydrated and you're cash strapped so no one's selling you a bottle of wawa when you put an ice cube in a water you don't say i'm eating this water now because there's i think it all is a drink it's a beverage what about shaved ice what if you are at is it sauce the flavoring if you get shaved ice yes the flavoring is sauce yeah what's your flavor by the way i'm a little grape bitch i'm a little bottom for grape <laughs> every time i stop being creepy you take over it's what i appreciate <laughs> Really carrying the creep baton. <laughs> Our producers are writing notes to us about how creepy this episode already got. <laughs> oh no, how do we get it out of creep land? I like this note. This is creepy, ha. Huh? Like nothing, like it's just someone's disturbed. I don't know who on our team wrote that, but you know what, you guys? We're just gonna creep. We're gonna keep on creeping. Creep it up. Okay, so this is interesting. So now that we're picking on our producers, they're writing here that peanut sauce, satay sauce. Bamboo kakang, sambai kakang. I don't know how to say all these things. Are Indonesian sauces made from ground roasted or fried peanuts, widely used in Indonesian cuisine? Yeah, so there's a lot of peanut sauces that are sauce, right? But that's different because, like, what constitutes a sauce? Can you take a bed sheet 
and turn it into a sauce. If you puree it, you got a food processor? Yes, I have a food processor. You could puree a bed sheet. <laughs> I'm just liking our producer's notes right now. A sheet is not food. You know what? It is now. We did a we did an episode all about eating pillows. We're moving on to sheets. Uh, it's like that old saying: everything's every pizza is a personal pizza. If you're not a little bitch about it, it's not like that at all. Actually, that's a quantity, not a. Is this food? That's actually a disease called pica. We talked about it on the last one. When we talked about the pillows. So here's the thing. I, I can't see a situation because if you just have soup, soup is a sauce. Soup is saucy. It's it's saucy. You just want to keep saying sauce. Zero dollars for this one. I love it. I do it anyway. I love, I'm just a little, little sauce. Ew, ew, ass. ew, ew, yeah. ugh, ew. Yeah. Look, we all grow up in life. We decide who we want to be as adults, and some choose to go on air to a public platform and say that they're a sauce-ass bitch. So, Yep, that's forever. I applaud you. Who you've grown to be. Going to be on the internet forever. That is out there. Whatever. I'm proud of it. Anybody on the street asked me my feelings about sauce, I'd say the same thing to them. I think my price, though, is <laughs> is like still more than zero because I still think we're not I think we're missing something. I think if somebody's going to serve me something, one day I'll find that there's something that I don't want sauce with. I don't know what. Maybe if they serve me sauce, I don't want sauce in my sauce. If you're if they serve you sauce, then that's the sauce. No, because then I'm eating that sauce with sauce. That doesn't make any sense. You don't make sense. I think that if you're serving me some applesauce, I might need to put, you know what? I'm Jewish though. We do do that. We actually do do that. When we eat latkes on Hanukkah, we eat latkes and then we have them with applesauce and our applesauce is then complemented with sour cream, which is another sauce or is that a cream? Sauce on sauce on sauce. See, this is why I want to be a Jewish person. See, but okay. Here's a good point that like someone raised earlier. Like what about granola bars? Peanut butter, a little extra protein. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You win. I'm going to say a thousand dollars to be petty. Zero dollars. I love this. I love sauce. Okay. Now, usually at this point, once we've all set our prices, we usually read the audiences. But because we haven't done it out there, I'm going to do a little twisty poo on our producers. You guys are sending us messages right now. We love you guys. Tell us your prices. We're going to wait a beat. Shanti, Rob, our wonderful producers, give us your prices. Tell me about your saucy feelings. How are you when you're saucy? What are you gonna put sauce on? How are you gonna sauce yourself? Ooh, saucy Shanti, saucy Robbie, tell us about your sauce, yeah. Saucy Shanti, saucy Robbie, get your saucy, saucy girls. Love it. All right. And the results are in. Rob put $20,000 for the year and wrote the inconvenience of dealing with always having a sauce on me. Although I guess I could always have hot sauce in my pocket. My question for Rob is, why aren't we all doing that already? I'm just disturbed at the first thought that came to my head, which is a woman saying, are you happy to see me? Or is that just hot sauce in your pocket? And he just pulls out a bottle of hot sauce. That's upsetting. <laughs> what? That the first thing I think about with our producer is penis stuff yeah it's upsetting and then shanti puts depends on the sauce on any food but on everything i eat boo how many o's are there that's at least like 10 boos it's about 10 or 11 boos yeah 10 or 11 boos and she wrote five hundred thousand dollars. she would do ketchup or mustard and she'll just eat fries and grilled cheese all day for that year all the power to you shanti i would do that right alongside you i like the grilled cheese festival now i really want to do that 
There's a restaurant next to me that apparently has the best grilled cheese uh, in all of Los Angeles, and they have grilled cheese Wednesdays, and you should come out for it one night. Yeah, I was going to say, can we go there? Yeah, we can go there. All right, we'll plan that after. All right, Lindsay, you want to do a really bad transition since I have no idea what your transition is going into? Yeah, yeah, I'll do a really bad transition. Like sometimes you are one thing and then you transition into another thing. Like right now, I'm a person who hasn't hasn't asked a question, but in about 10 minutes, I'll be a person who has asked a question because you got to change into different things in your life. In 10 minutes, you're going to be done setting this up at this rate. Yeah, here's my question. What's your price to live out the next 10 years of your life as a werewolf, but you don't have any magical powers? So you have to just dress up like a wolf and then go out and scavenge every full moon all night long. So you're saying what's your price to live the life of a werewolf, but in reality? Yeah. For 10 years. For 10 years, you have to live life as a werewolf. So every full moon, I have to go cosplay as a werewolf. Yes. Already doing it. You have to howl and you have to scavenge for food. Do I need to try and inflict my condition onto others in a blind rage? Yeah. I mean, if if rage comes up, I guess. Yeah. Like how much am I role playing this? If you really get into the role, I mean, it's up to it's whatever you want to do with it. If you really are getting into it or not. So you're telling me just like. For the evening of the full moon every month, I can just get in my werewolf costume. Let's be honest. I would get my werewolf onesie. Yeah. And then I just go about my day. Well, you got to live as a werewolf. You know what I mean? I don't. (laughs) I don't. Meaning you have to like act like you're a wolf. Well, werewolves don't always act like wolves. They act like werewolves. (laughs) They they act crazy. Yeah. They run around. We got to commit, girl. Yeah, you got to commit. Well, no, I'm saying y'all got to commit. Like, do you want me once a month on a full moon, getting butt naked, covered in fur, running around wherever I am and trying to kill, maim and or convert others into my lifestyle? Or can I just throw on some great Halloween prosthetics once a month and then go to Ralph's and get my groceries? You can do whatever you want to do. I mean, I I don't I can't say I would encourage anyone to harm another person or animal. So I would say that's not part of this, but I would say, you know, what what I'm envisioning a werewolf life is I'm imagining a full moon. You look outside and you're like, the full moon, she's here. And you put on your out your wolf outfit, you know, I'm imagining a kind of onesie type of thing, but you can, you know, whatever seasonally appropriate. Now that the onesie sounds great. Onesie sounds great. Um with a little cap, a little helmet, a little um face mask type situation with a snout. With little ears. Yeah. Then you go outside and you you're just running through the forest, the streets, you know, you're you're a wolf. You're a wolf in Los Angeles or wherever you live. You're just exploring, you're howling. I would say a lot of howling. A lot of howling, for sure. Yeah, about as much howling as you can manage. Bad breath. I mean, it's not a requirement, but it's a likelihood. Mm. You just can't live as a human. You know what I mean? Like if you can figure out how to get inside of your house, then you can be in your house, but you have to be howling. Wolves can find shelter for themselves in caves. So technically your home could be like a cave. What if I come across an unsuspecting, there's a, a couple and they're walking down the street and it's evening and they're pushing a stroller. Am I, am I killing them all? No, you're not killing anyone. There's no killing. There's no maiming. Okay. Then that's the werewolf thing, though, is the murder. 
Yeah, but this is not that you're not an actual werewolf. You know, you you have control over yourself. So you're just a furry weirdo. Yeah. Would Bagel join you on your werewolf escapades? Yes, I've been telling her her whole life that she's a small wolf, that she's just a little wolf. And so I think that she would really enjoy the adventure. You don't think she'd be concerned with the fact that you're putting on a onesie and getting on all fours and just running around the town at night? I don't think she would hate it as much as you, as much as you think. Would she stick with you? She's off the collar, right? Because you aren't holding her leash as a werewolf. Oh, yeah. That's probably not safe for me to take Bagel out. So, no, she won't come. This sounds horrible. This sounds awful. Hold on. Let me do my impression of you. Guys, this sounds awful. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. You sound exactly like me. I mean, it's like listening to my story recording of myself. No, it just it's for 10 years of this. I mean, my God. I think I would need so much money because I think I would get I think I would get every disease running around on all fours outside. You don't have to run on all fours. You can run on your feet. I think werewolves don't run on all fours. They have they stand up on their back legs. But I think they also then get on all fours. I don't know. In Harry Potter, the werewolf guy runs around on all fours and then he gets up on his haunches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like the word haunches, don't you? I do. I don't know, Lindsay. I, I, uh, do you have a dollar figure in mind? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's going to be really hard in a relationship to try to explain like one night a month, I will be gone. I'm going to be gone all night and I'll be back in the morning and I'll be exhausted and I'll be in a wolf suit (laughs) and it's going to be, you're going to wonder what is she out there doing and I'm going to tell you and you're not going to believe me. I'm just out there running around and howling. I'm just howling at the moon on the mountaintop. All night long. You've howled at a moon, haven't you? I feel like you must have in your life. Oh, absolutely. Many times. I'm a big moon howler. Well, I feel like you've been a part of Wiccan things in your life. A haven't couple. you? Like, haven't you a been couple. around some full moon events? I have. I've also been to a wolf sanctuary where the wolves started howling and then we howled with them. Um, it was very what? spiritual. Yeah. What? What? Ha- what? It's the whole thing. Storytime Sandy? Oh, that was the whole story is I went to a wolf sanctuary and the wolves started howling and we howled with them. That's the whole story. Wow. That story really reminds me of that summary you just gave. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it would be hard on a relationship. And honestly, being out all night doesn't really sound that fun for me. I go to bed at like 930 latest. This would not be easy for me. It would be very hard for me to stay up all night. Do you have to stay up all night? You can't just like go find a cave. Yeah, I guess if you found a cave, you could also like you can get back into your place, but you have to like still be acting as a wolf. And I don't really want my partner to see that like that feels like it would really take the take the the romance out of it. You could learn that they're really into it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it becomes like a whole furry thing. Ooh, okay. this is getting kinky. I like it. Yeah, maybe maybe your partner's going to be like, hey, where wolf you the whole time better make it a hero wolf Ooh, ooh, sally um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess it's like a kinky uh furry it's like a furry thing for 10 years that is a lot of times that you have to do this to be a full moon furry to be a full moon furry yeah it's 120 times total that you have to do it so that's a lot so i'm gonna say i need at least $2,000 for every time I do it, which totals out to $240,000. Okay. So that's my toto. 
you don't seem happy with your number. No, no. I mean, it's just, that's the, that's how the math works out. You know, I'm talking about the least I would accept. That's fair. I'm going to say a Milsky, just one clean Milbert. A Milbert? A Milbert, because I think that that would be a horrible experience. I'm not going to find any caves because they're all going to be filled with people doing crazy drugs and stabbing me. I'm not going to find anywhere that's good shelter out in the woodsy parts of L.A. because there are all sorts of wildlife that are ostracized by uh, the rise of the modern age. And they are out there and they are hungry and they are angry at man. Finally, and this is really important, um, I don't want to do it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the most fun thing. Right. Unless you're really into like being a wolf or something. Yeah, but if I can take that 10 years of wolfiness and spread that out, that's that's what, $100,000 a year? Yeah. For those 10 years. And for $100,000 a year, I would be fine with 12 times a year having a horrible, horrible evening in which I am a wolf man and... I'm running around while whoever you're dating at the time is also chasing me because apparently they're into that. Ooh. Ooh. You know what I also thought about is it could be a really good way to bring light to like conservationism and urban wildlife. How would your mental health crisis help with any of this? I'm already having a mental health crisis and I'm not dressing up like a wolf once a month. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe that would actually turn things around for me. You know, my therapist always tells me what you really need to do is just get out there and just poop on a lawn. Ooh, I didn't even think about lawn pooping. See, this gets funner every time you bring it up. Okay, so clearly this is a part of your personality that we haven't explored, Lindsay. Uh, nor have I, and it's really, I'm, I feel very enlightened by this conversation. Bit of a wolf lady. Bit of a wolf bitch. All right, well, speaking of wolf bitches, let's look at what our producers had to say. Our lovely producer Rob said $50 million. Wow. Wrote, I already have severe costume anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, costume anxiety is amazing. Okay. And don't participate in Halloween. To do this for 10 years, I'd need to live a life full of luxury. I'd also want a property with a large wooded area. Oh, that's smart. That's on smart. its grounds. So I could so I could do this alone in my backyard. See, what's great about where my head went is that Rob plays hockey. And I imagine him playing hockey on a full moon. Like his team's like, no, you got to show up. We have a game. And he has to go, go and play hockey as a werewolf. Yeah, that's fun. All right. And then Shanti. Oh, <laughs> oh, hell no. Onesie and howling. No problem. But being out all night alone, trying to figure out where to go. Just no. How many no's O's on this? No. Three, like eight O's on this? No. I'll never stay awake or find my way anywhere. It's $20 million. I'll need so much therapy. Yeah. I mean, all of these things make a lot of sense. I now I'm wishing I would have said more, but I've already locked in my answer. I think that's all we're going to get. I'm going to adjust my answer, actually. I'm adding 10 grand onto it because when Shanti said, I'll need so much therapy, I misread it in my head as I'll have so much allergies. And then I remembered I would have bad allergies running around the woods. So I want 10 grand oh, for yeah. that 10 year supply of Zyrtec like a mofo. I really understand like the luxury and like the, the wooded area. I'm changing my answer because I uh, there were things I did not consider, like the therapy, the, the space, staying awake is going to be really hard for me. I'm going to say $1.5 million. I'm changing it to that. It feels better for me. I think that makes sense. You know what feels better for me? What? How much everyone listening has been contributing to the show and just participating and sending in great questions, giving great answers, and just great prices. I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I love the people listening to us right now genuinely in love with them same deeply in love would marry 
And listen, if any of you are listening, just keep on sharing the good word. But anyway, anyone out there listening, just we love you. Please keep on sharing, rating, reviewing, and all that stuff. Another little just announcement, Lindsay, really exciting time. In our Human Content Podcast Network, we have a new member of the family. It's Dr. Glaukenflecken and his wife, Lady Glaukenflecken. They're TikTokers. They're awesome. I love TikTok. Dr. Glaukenflecken is just an amazing internet comedian, and we love him, and he has a new show on our network. So exciting. Yeah, just like how Lisa Schwartz came on and we did all that with her and then we played her trailer. Um, At the end of the episode, we'll play the trailer for you guys so you can all hear it. Yay! Yeah, he's he's an ophthalmologist. So each each week he has like a different doctor on to talk about like crazy medical stories and kind of react to them and share war stories from the medical world. I love that. I love medical stories so much. That's so fun. Yeah, I've already heard a couple episodes. It's pretty, pretty bonkers. He has like people on to talk about like crazy skin stories he had the derm doctor on and they like talked about that but then also but also like they had a recent episode where they had like someone talking about like how to break sad news to people and like the psychology of being a doctor and breaking sad news wow that sounds amazing yeah we'll play the trailer you and i will listen to it we'll talk about it but yeah just welcome to the family will and Kristen flannery the glockenfleckens yay glockenfleckens go listen to their podcast everyone the trailer's out and speaking of out, we have a little change of format as well today. For question three, this is going to be how much would you pay for this? So, Lindsay, this is going to be a minus symbol. This is going to take our final totals but subtract from it. So this is how much you and I would pay to do something. Oh, shit. And we don't know the question. Yeah, this one came from Shanti and Rob. Okay, here's the question. How much would we pay to be able to fully communicate and understand animals for one hour? Great question, you guys. Here's the problem with that is that I would pay all the money I have, which is not a lot of money. No, you wouldn't. You would not go destitute just to talk to animals for one hour. Dude. You would not go Dude. on the curb eating worms like ramen <laughs> to get by. Wait, so here's the question for you, Lindsay. What would you do with your one hour? You could You could communicate and understand animals for one hour. What would you do with that time? Okay, if I knew that this was happening, I would try to put myself in a situation where I was around as many animals as humanly possible. Um, Obviously, Bagel, like I want to talk to Bagel every second of every single day. I want to know everything Bagel thinks, knows, wants, feels like I want to know everything. Like an hour wouldn't be enough for me. It might drive me insane just to talk to her for one hour and then not be able to talk to her ever again and just like look each other in the eyes, knowing that she's trying to communicate and not not understanding, even though I had that like one glorious moment of knowing everything that was going on with her. Or maybe I hear what she's saying and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad this dog doesn't talk. Um, That could also be the thing. I would want to talk to a wild animal. I would want to talk to a dolphin. Can you find one within that hour? Like, let's say you just like right now, you, you, you pay the money and snap, you have one hour. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have to plan. I would be like one hour, one week from now, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. You're getting your ass over to like the San Diego Zoo. No, no. I'm not talking to zoo dolphins. I'm talking to wild. Well, I mean, like. I don't think there's zoo dolphins. I'm talking about dolphins. No, I know. But you said you wouldn't talk to zoo dolphins. I don't think there's zoo dolphins. Aquarium dolphins. I wouldn't talk to them. Because I know that they're miserable and they don't want to be there and it would just be too sad. Like SeaWorld, like none of those animals are happy. They're all like, they're all depressed and it's a very sad thing. Yeah. But like, how do you think that you would get to dolphins? Like, would you just go somewhere where it's a swim with the dolphins thing? Here's my question. 
I can fully communicate. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out to the ocean where I know that there's regularly dolphins and I'm going to stick my head under the water and be like, dolphins, come here, let's chat. And they'll come over and they'll be like, what's up? <laughs> what if they just turn to you like, fuck you. And they swim away. Like, what if you just learn that dolphins don't want to deal with you? Okay. Then I'll talk to the seagulls or the other fish that are around. Oh, seagulls would totally chat with you. Seagulls would chat. Pelicans would chat. There's other animals in the ocean. You know, I might swim out a little bit and try to find a whale. Ooh. But I also really want to know the experience of like, like P-22, the cougar mountain lion that lives around here. Like what's happening? What's going on with P-22? So you would want to approach this creature because I feel like even if it could understand you, it might say, hello, you look tasty. Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, I would have a bat. <laughs> You'd be dead. P-22 would kill you. All I'm saying is this sounds amazing to me. And... You're taking a really pessimistic view where all the animals want to kill me and they're not around, but I'm taking a really optimistic view of I'm going to go to the ocean and I'm going to talk to the dolphins and they're going to be like, we're dying of plastic. And I'm going to go to the news and be like, I spoke to animals and they're dying of plastic. And then all the plastic users are going to be like, I'm an asshole. I'm going to stop it. And then all the, all the corporations that put everything in plastic are going to be like, we should stop this. Let's make cap packaging out of mushrooms. You know what I mean? So like, it's all for, uh, to create a better world. I do like the better world situation. And I do like the idea of you talking to P22 finally, because someone needs to talk to that thing. <laughs> and I do like the idea of you finally gossiping with seagulls. Yeah. These are pretty much all of the things I want for you. I don't, I don't aspire to hear what seagulls have to say. In fact, I think I'm better off not knowing. I spend a lot of time uh, thinking about marine biology and I would be really bad. It'd be really unhealthy for me, I think, to learn that like manatees are racist or to learn that sea cucumbers are homophobic or to learn that ostriches have a weird fetish for somnambulism. Or to learn that crocodiles... You know what? You're really going pessimistic with this. I truly believe that animals have the secrets to existence. You know what I mean? And you're trying to say they're racist. Not all of them. I just think that there's a part of me that wants to know if hyenas are into um, scat. I can almost assure you that hyenas are into scat. I know, but I don't need to hear it. I don't know. Like, what secrets do animals have to teach us that we can't learn from their behavior already? Tons. Actually, you know what? Sorry. I take it all back. I have changed my mind. I want to talk to fungi. Yeah, that would be a cool thing to talk to, even though they kind of ride the line between plant and animals. So that might be a tough one. They are part of the animal kingdom, though, aren't they? Or they're, they're, they're their own kingdom. I think they're their own thing. All right. If fungi could be part of it or mass colony creatures like trees you're really wanting to talk to plants. Yeah, you're right. I want to talk to plants. Like, I think a plant has a <laughs> lot more to say about, like, like I want to know the nitrogen content of, like, the hills of Santa Monica. I want to hear about that. Well, that's a different question. It is a different question. It's not going to get me the answer to the scatological dispositions of hyenas. But also, I feel like animals have a different, like, these are creatures that are so unlike humans in all the ways. I mean, they they don't have possessions. They don't have material like they're not materialistic like the way that they experience life is so natural and raw and I feel like there's a lot of truth and beauty in an animal's experience of the world and 
the philosophies they may have developed over time could change human existence, I think. No, I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Like, think about what an elephant, what an elephant would say. An elephant, this beautiful pack animal who's so smart, who literally learned how to paint and play the fucking drum. Like, what they would say if they could talk about their existence or or how they see or if they have a concept of god there's just so much we don't know about how animals experience their world i do think the animals in which the ones who are being tested to see how intelligent and self-aware they are like dolphins or elephants i think there's there's really something to be said about learning the truth behind that um i think it could be disturbing to learn how sentient they were all along I believe animals are incredibly sentient, which is why I generally don't eat them is because I think like I see how Bagel experiences the world and like she has opinions about things. She has very real likes and dislikes. She gets embarrassed. She has like true joy and true fear. And she's an animal just like like a pig or a kangaroo or whatever. So the only animals you'll eat are calamari with some goddamn red sauce. (laughs) Exactly. And like muscles. Look, I think there's something interesting about it. The more we talk about it, I think there's definitely some like truths to find out. Like I do want to hear about like the mysteries of the world, like to go to the Amazon and talk to some monkeys about what it's like to live in the Amazon or to go to, you know, like to go places that are hard to reach as human explorers and talk to the animals that that come and go from there. I think there's something to that. I also, for some reason, want to talk to crickets. Why? I just feel like crickets have, I don't know, maybe it's a Pinocchio thing I have going on, but like, I really want to know what's up with crickets. Okay. I support it. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a number? Well, it's hard to say because if I'm basing it off of like what I have now, like the the amount of money that I have. All right, let's do this. Let's look at what we both spent today on the other two questions and we can take from that. So what do we have here? So I am at $1.5 million and you're at $1 million. 11,000. So you can use whatever you want from that. But like, to me, it's only worth maybe I would take like 20 grand out of it. $1.5 million I would pay. So in order to talk to animals for one hour, you would have sauce with every dish, which would be fine for you because that was zero dollars. And you would do the werewolf thing for 10 years. Yes. Okay. That says a lot about you, Lindsay. What does it say? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) so the final totals then are you break even at zero dollars then it's a zero dollar game baby and i walk out of this with almost a million i guess nine hundred ninety one thousand. wow well Lindsay, as our guest today where can people find us what are we doing what are we up to i i I guess uh it's this you're listening to it this is it (laughs) listen to this continue listening to this keep listening to this show we'll be right back after you hear this trailer for knock knock high Will, you're a fancy eye doctor. What's the weirdest thing you can see inside an eyeball? Uh, parasites? I regret asking. Honestly, medicine can get pretty weird, but I do have other stories. No, I've heard all of your stories. I want to hear from someone else. Okay, here's the plan. We'll do a podcast and we'll call it Knock Knock. Hi. You know, like how my med student character introduces himself. Okay, back up. Do people even know what you're talking about? Right, so I'm an ophthalmologist. Also my husband. As an internet comedian who's also a real doctor, I've seen a lot of crazy things. And on our new podcast, Knock Knock High, we're going to hear about those crazy things from other people. Right. We're talking with medical professionals, influencers, even actors sharing their own crazy medical war stories. Ooh, like what happens when someone inhales gasoline? Uh... 
sure. So subscribe now and share Knock Knock High wherever you get your podcasts. Or watch us Tuesdays on the Dr. Glockham Fleckin YouTube channel. Medicine is serious business, but it's also outrageously funny. I think they'll be the judge of that. Knock Knock High. Knock Knock High. Speaking of gross medical things, you know what else is, takes surgical precision and is disgusting? is how much we love making this show for all of you. And we love even more than that, you, specifically, the listener. We love how much you love playing along, so keep it up. Come join the fun, run as fast as you can to your nearest browser, and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new episodes and polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com. While you're there, help us be lazy. Share us your stories, human value stories, over at humanvaluespodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, or if you like our show, please spread the word. We appreciate it so much. And if you want to throw a little extra love our way, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app and maybe leave us a rating while you're there. And perhaps we'll choose you for a shout out. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this weird new format that we'll be doing a little bit more of because we're your hosts and we're the only ones you got. Lindsay Hicks and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Shanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin Corny. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by Omer Bensfi. All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host, production team, and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact. Human Values is a human content production. Aww. Touch your face muscles. Do it. Here we go. Touch them. Touch them. Yeah, no, I don't want to. They don't want to do it.